Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, section 15, chapter 181. All this took very little time. Then he turned to us and said, unless you have some other treatments to hand, stay here, for I am beginning to wrestle with death. He fell silent after that, to be quiet in himself. Now the closer he approached to death, the more clearly he showed that he had no fear of it, as if challenging death to a fight. He raised himself up into a sitting position from the bed he had been lying on. And as long as he continued to breathe, he remained in the posture which he then assumed. All the fathers gathered around Philip in his last hour, finding him so unexpectedly close to death, although they had shortly before left him alive and well. They all began to cry like children for grief for no one could be unmoved at the departure of such a great man. Who could look on while Philip died and restrain his tears? Philip, who had always loved helping others with no concern for himself. The fathers were inconsolable in lamenting their common father, while Cesare Baronio commended his soul to God and his saints in the usual manner, his prayers interrupted by sobs. When he had finished, the doctor warned him that Philip was on the point of death. So he turned to him and began to call out, O oh, Father, my Father, why can you not say one word to us? Speak to us, I beg you as a father to your sons whom you have begotten in Christ with so much labor that would console your sons in their grief or diminish it at least. If, Father, you were to give your blessing to your sons, that would comfort us in our sorrow. Philip heard this, raised his eyes to heaven, and prayed for a moment for his sons. After praying, he looked at us as if to strengthen us with his blessing. And then, without any tremor of his limbs at all, without any sign of distress, gaining strength in death itself, from which all others flee, he peacefully breathed out his soul. It was the 25th of May, which that year was the solemnity of Corpus Christi, after midnight, so that his prophecy was fulfilled in the event. It was in the year of our Lord, 1595. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, Ever this day be at our side.
to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, picture of old age, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is it wrong for men to cry? Well, St. Philip's sons were all crying. And Galonio doesn't apologize for it. He doesn't say there's anything wrong about it. In fact, it's a central feature to the death of St. Philip. That all these grown men, all these priests, they were all crying. And even Cesare Baronio, the superior, when he was trying to offer the final commendation of the soul to God, when he was saying the litany of the saints, he kept interrupting his prayers with his own sobs. But we don't need the oratorians to prove to us that it's okay for men to cry. For we know that our Lord himself wept at the tomb of Lazarus. When his good friend had died, our Lord went there. Not immediately, though. We know from the Gospel of John that word was sent to him that you're the one you care about is dying. And our Lord stayed two days longer away from Bethany. And then, only then, made his way to Bethany. And Martha ran out to meet him and said, if you had been here, he would not have died. And then eventually, after a few more things, our Lord said, take me there. And they went to his tomb, and our Lord, it said, wept. He wept. And people said, see how he loved him. And our Lord said, remove the stone. And Martha said, but... He's been dead for four days. He'll begin to smell. In other words, our Lord allowed Lazarus to die. And he allowed it to happen on a certain day, a certain time. And he told his disciples that this death was for the glory of God. And when Jesus raised Lazarus back to life, many people believed in him. Many people. Our Lord also wept over Jerusalem. He wept over people who refused to respond to his invitations to love, to follow him. And so it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry, especially about death. Because death is not part of God's original plan for humanity. Death is an effect of sin. Death entered the world because of sin. It's a consequence of the original sin that even our Lord himself took on. And he used that effect, that consequence of original sin to save us. Our Lord transformed the punishment of death into the means of our going to heaven. Death is our final enemy. And if we conquer death, then through Jesus Christ, we go to heaven forever. 
And so now we can see why St. Philip was so joyful yesterday, so joyful in his final hours, the last day of his life. And we can see how resolute he is as he faces death. Galonio says, as if challenging death to a fight. Challenging death to a fight. He raised himself up in bed. And he gained strength in that combat. He gained strength in his death. And through the grace of the Holy Spirit, our Lord offered himself to the Father in his death. And through the grace of the Holy Spirit, those who follow our Lord imitate him. And St. Philip gives us an example tonight of how to die a holy death. He gives us an example of being loved by others. It's okay to be loved. St. Bernard used to say to his sons, let us love and let us be loved. That is the life of St. Philip Mary. He loved and he was loved. First and foremost, he was loved by God. He loved God and he was loved by God. And he loved God because God loved him first. But because St. Philip was so generous, because he tried to imitate our Lord so much, he too was loved by other people who felt a spiritual father in him, who experienced the love of God through St. Philip. And people cried, men cried, grown men cried, because we all long for a father. Every one of us longs for a father's love. And every one of us misses a father's love when it's being taken from us. There's no one who doesn't want to have a father. Why? Because we're made for God the Father. God's plan was to send his son and to give us his share in his divine sonship by the gift of the Holy Spirit so that we could enter into the son's relationship to the eternal father. And our hearts are restless until they rest in God the Father. And every human father on this earth, whether biological or spiritual, is a reflection of the eternal father. And through earthly fathers, we discover our need for God the Father. We discover our longing for God the Father, even in fathers who aren't as holy as St. Philip. We discover something of the Father's love, and in our missing, our aching for that Father, the love of that earthly Father, we begin to catch a glimpse of the eternal Father that we actually are longing for. And if a father is here listening and you think how much you love your child, you think how much you care about them, or you think about St. Philip's love, then take that feeling of love and realize that God the Father loves you that much and infinitely more. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.